welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Digimon Adventure Trio, um, Trio Reunion. We're going to be talking about a lot of films today. We're going to be talking about Diary of the Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, also Everything, Everything, and we're going to also talk about Cat in the Hat. So right now I'm here with the wonderful Ryan, who just got back from the red carpet event of Diary of the Wimpy Kid, Long Haul. Happy to have you on the show, Ryan. Thank you for having me. So uh, we're very excited to have you on, and since you this is your fourth red carpet event, and you interviewed so many wonderful people, so tell us a bit about the event. Um, the event was pretty interesting because I got there before the red carpet was even there, so so it was interesting because they even had like a race car of the Diary of Wimpy Kid uh, the long haul, and uh, at the red carpet, the only people really there was the main cast. Well, fantastic. So, uh, uh, tell us a bit about the people you interviewed there. The people I interviewed was Tom Everett Scott, who plays the fa- uh, Greg's father in the film. All I can say about him is that when I got to interview him, it was, um, I was going to say he was pretty cool to interview because he talked about how he had a crazy road trip and that also, mostly everyone talks about how they had a crazy road trip when I asked them, when uh, except for Jason Drucken, because I didn't ask him. Yeah, the people I interviewed, that's pretty much it. Brian, what else can you tell us about the event? Well, for the event, it was uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So uh, at the red carpet, they obviously had like, a car version, as I said before. And also... Uh, when I interviewed Alicia Silverstone, she talked about um, how she and the mom are very different because in the film, the mom's like, uh, you can't pee like in the bottle or whatever. And then uh, in the interview, Alicia Silverstone be like, hey, if the kid, you know, has to go to the bathroom. So she's more re- like reasonable than the mom. And uh, when I da- interviewed Jason Drucken, who plays Greg, he was very friendly and uh, he uh, is actually fun fact. He's still catching up on the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books. So those are some interesting facts to learn about that I learned about the red carpet. Well, fantastic. Uh, speaking of which, have you are you a fan of the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books? Uh, yes, I actually read uh, most of the books. I'm not sure which book I stopped at. I think it was like either The Long Haul or the book after that. It was like Cabin Fever or something like that. Yeah. There's certainly a lot. I stopped reading them uh, around dog days, but uh, I remember I used to grow up reading the Diamond Beat Kid books. They were some of my favorites. Now, uh, speaking of which, uh, you got to see the film, am I correct? Yes, I did. Fantastic. So I'm testing about what you thought of the movie. What I thought of the movie, actually, because if you didn't know about the Not My Roger thing, that kind of like made me not want to watch the movie at first because, you know, I was like, oh, they don't have the original cast. That's a bummer. But when I saw it, I was like, hey, the cast is the cast is great. I feel like they were even better than the original cast. And I felt like the performances were hilarious because I don't know why, but in the original films, I felt like they were more dramatic and, like, there's no, 
like comedic scenes to like cheer the audience up. But in this film, they have a taste of both with drama and comedy. Interesting. So, uh, what would you say is uh, what was your favorite part of the film? Oh, my favorite part was the alien invader scene. See, in this scene, Roderick and Greg are going to like a roller coaster, and they're trying to avoid somebody. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna say who because that'll be a spoiler. They're trying to avoid somebody, and the person they see is there. So Greg has to like climb, and so Alien Invader is kind of like you stand still, and it spins around, and you're pretty much stuck there. So Greg is like climbing over these people, trying to avoid that the person, and Roderick is sick. And when due to the due to the ache too much, he actually threw up on the person. It would make me laugh hysterically because after they left, he was like, "Ew, God, my mouth is stuffed," and I just started laughing hysterically. Sounds like a funny movie. Well, we're going to continue on to the show, but thank you so much, Ryan, for talking about Die Wimpy Kid. Uh, what would you say is the how many stars, and what would you say is the age range, in your I opinion? I film five out of five stars. The age range. I would say if the person, like, mostly like 8 to 15, but if the person reading really like films or read the books, I would recommend you watch it too. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Digimon Adventure Trio Reunion. We're going to continue the show talking about the Diary Wimpy Kid, also Everything Everything, and the Cat in the Hat knows a lot about camping. Uh, right now, we're going to talk to Benjamin and Ella about the Diary of the Wimpy Kid film, Long Haul. So we're happy to have you two on the show. Let's get right into it, shall we? So what did um, Ella, what did you think of the film? I thought it was some parts I liked. Like, I liked the script and I liked the humor in the film. But other parts, such as, like, the scene transition, I wasn't too fond of. I love when scene transition. What do you mean by that? Like, how the editor's made the film go from scene to scene, it was a little choppy and disorganized. Sometimes it happens in the editing process. Uh, Benjamin, what did you think about the film? I really didn't like it. I liked the first three. I thought they were pretty good. And I was disappointed with the new cast and their lack of chemistry. I also thought it just wasn't very funny. Totally the opposite. But uh, So uh, what made it particularly uh, unfunny to you? I just thought there, it was a lot of just, like, gross-out humor, and I didn't really find it very laughable. And some of the... It just felt like ridiculous gag after ridiculous gag. And w even when I did chuckle, it's just very few and far between. Wow, I gotta, I gotta admit, that's pretty harsh. But, uh, I mean, again, comedies are very hard to make, and you're not gonna make everybody laugh. Uh, what, do you, would you say there's any redeeming qualities in this movie? Not any that I can think of on the top of my head. Like, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. There was nothing that stuck out to me that's very positive about it. That's totally understandable. Uh, Ella, uh, what would you say about that? I'd say I agree to an extent. I thought that there were certain points that were very funny, but I'd say he was right. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't the the best. It, I didn't, the characters didn't have any chemistry. I agree with that. Uh, tell us about, like, the, the, go elaborate more on why the characters didn't have chemistry. Like, what do you feel like makes, especially because in movies, definitely, 
it's all about um, a lot. A big aspect of the film is, of course, chemistry between actors. Whether that's a romance film, which we're going to be talk talking about later, or if it's just relationship with family members. I mean, those are some very important relationships that you need to portray. What? How? Why did this film fail in that aspect, Ella? It. I felt like it failed because it felt like to me that they were acting. They were kind of. The actors were kind of stiff when they were talking, and they weren't really connecting with each other. I just felt that they were kind of saying lines. Well, that's all, I, I can understand that. Again, haven't seen the film, but I would say that that sometimes happens. You just feel like there's just there's just a disconnect between characters, and sadly, that's just that can make or break a film. Uh, but uh, Ella, what would you say for the people who particularly didn't? Don't, for people who are fans of the original and want the original cast, what would you say to maybe defend, give this film a, a chance, like defending it? I'd say, because of the whole, like, not my Roderick thing, people weren't, they were kind of disappointed that they cast a new Roderick. However, I felt that Roderick was actually, like, one of the better performances. So I think maybe that, just give him a chance to really, like, prove himself in the film. Definitely, because sometimes you just can't judge a movie by its trailer. No matter how hard you try, you could be pleasantly surprised. Uh, well, Benjamin, how many stars would you give this film, and what would you say is the age range? Uh, I'm going to give it one and a half out of five, and I would give it an age range of seven to 13. All right, and what about you, Ella? How many stars? I gave it three out of five stars, and the age range is also seven to 13. Well, fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is, we've ranged from someone who really didn't like it to someone in the middle to someone who really enjoyed it. But the only way to find out is to go check it out for yourself. The film is out in theaters May 19th. Come to your own conclusion. See what you think. But um, you never know. It could be a pleasant surprise or you may not enjoy it. That's just where movies go. Thank you so much, Benjamin and Ella, for talking about this film. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This film is out in theaters May 19th, so go check it out. This show is sponsored by Digimon Adventure Trio, The Reunion. Let's take a break. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You 
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Horse, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We are just talking about the brand new movie, Dare Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, and we're going to continue talking about it, getting, it some, getting some more opinions for you guys to think about and try to decide if you should see the film or not. So we're going to be talking to Alejandra, who lives in Miami and is 15. We're going to be talking to Maria, who also lives in Miami and is 17 on the new movie. So Alejandra, how are you doing? Hi, good. And you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And how about you, Maria? I'm doing very awesome. Thank you. No problem. So Alejandra, let's start off with you. What did you think about this film? We got some opinions so far on the show. Some liked it, some didn't like it, somewhere a little bit in between. So what did you think? Well, in my opinion, I liked it. I don't know if it's because I'm like a fan since I was little. When I was little, I would always be excited when a new movie would come up or when a new book would be released. But in my opinion, I liked it. It had the same effect for me. So, Maria, I got a question for you. I was a fan of the series when I was younger as well, and I just watched the trailer, but I have to say from the trailer, I wasn't that excited. So do you think the trailer kind of gives it a false perspective, and is the film much better than what the trailer shows? Um, yeah, I, I think, totally think that. Yes, me too. Honestly, I think that um, you just have to go and watch it and see it for yourself because we all have different... We all have different personalities and we all can laugh at different things. So I say like, you won't know if you truly like the film if you don't go and, and watch it for yourself. I think that is a fantastic message and I completely agree. Alejandro, what do you think? Well, I think that the trailer, they could have done it better because I'm, I mean, I think they, they could have gotten more interesting clips of the movie or a more interesting point of view so more people would be interested. It is definitely sad when a pretty good film or film that has potential gets ruined because of marketing. That is very sad to see. So, Maria, what is the story about? So, the story is basically about the Hefley family who take a summer road trip to their 90th grandmother's birthday party in Indiana. But Greg has a different plan, and he wants to go to a gaming convention to meet um, one of his favorite players. And so basically, it's an adventure with the family, and you'll see how they face certain situations and how basically throughout the trip, um, their relationship just become stronger and they bond well, that seems like a very nice story, but we should probably talk about the elephants in the movie. and That's the fact that the cast is completely different since it's been quite a while since we had the original three Diary of Wimpy Kid movies. Now we have uh, Jason Drucker playing Greg. We have Charlie Wright playing Roger and a few other people, including Owe Owen as Talos, sorry if I mispronounced her name, playing Rowley. So let's start with you, Alejandro. What do you think of the new cast and do you think they're better, worse, or kind of in between? I don't like the new cast. I don't. I um. I hope. I hope that they would. That they would have kept the same cast because, I mean, they. That's been the cast for the whole like the all the movies for Diver would be good. And I don't know. It gives all like the same effect, but I don't think it's good. I don't like. I don't agree with that. And Maria, do you agree? Disagree? 
Yes, I have to agree also. I was kind of disappointed when I found out that they had a whole different cast because I liked the cast from the previous films. And, well, I gave it a try. I went to watch it, and I gave it a, uh, an opportunity. And I liked the film, but I feel like they could have gone... I feel like they should have stayed with the other cast. But it was, um, it was I guess, an interesting experience to go and, and see the film for my own. And Maria, do you think they should make a fifth one or do you think they should say, okay, that's enough. We had enough of the series. It's time to move on to something else. Yeah. I, I think they just, uh, they have to stop to say like, this is the end of it. Like all good things come to an end. So I feel like they should just stop with the films. Cause then it can just become, it can become worse. And the books then can have a bad, Reputations because they can think that the that the books are as bad as the films or or vice versa. Very true. That would be very disappointing to see. You're listening, Kids First Comedy Attractions, and right now we are talking to Alejandra and Maria on the brand new Dire Wimpy Kid film, Dire Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. And currently, we're kind of comparing it to the older films because it has a completely different cast. Cast, and so far, it doesn't sound like the new cast is better. It sounds like it's actually worse. But Alejandra, my next question for you is: Do you have a favorite scene in this film? Um. Yes, I do. Um. When Greg and Roderick get to the grandma's house they see like a boat and he gets on it and then he like i don't know he like slides into the house and he like lands on the floor to make it like a big entrance so that was that was fun i loved that that scene and speaking of comedy uh maria do you think that the comedy has improved or worsened from the previous films i feel okay i feel like certain parts it was funny but then other parts i felt it was just too much and too and too corny or too cheesy so i feel like the comedy got a little bit worse but it wasn't as bad like like there were some parts that i did love and i did thought it was good but i prefer the humor from the past films all right and alejandra what do you think on the comedy um i think it's gotten worse i think um like in the first movies they were okay like the the jokes weren't that cheesy, but I think they like try they try harder to make them funnier and they don't they make it worse. So no, I don't think I don't think it's gotten good. Well that's disappointing. I know the first three films definitely had their own independent issues, but I have to say that the comedy was always very unique and it was kind of nice to see those films. So Alejandro, what do you think of the acting in general? We kind of compared it to the previous film, but separate from the previous film how does it stand um it stands because of the i mean every book has its own plot every book has its own little problem that greg has to deal with so i think that this movie stands out because of the plot and would you say that the plot entertains the audience the whole time and or do you think that it has moments where it's a little stretched out well i mean it depends on on who's watching every everyone's different everyone Everyone has its own personality. So, I, I mean, I liked it when I saw the movie. I liked the plot because, I, I mean, I've been a fan of Dive with Big since I was little. But it doesn't have to do anything with it because everyone, I mean, there's some people that I've talked to that I've asked, like, that I've talked to and they say that they don't like it. So, it, it really depends on, on you. 
And Maria, what do you think of the editing? Because in past interviews, there was some concern about the scene transitions. So what do you think of the scene transitions and the scene cuts and the editing? Um, well, the scene transitions didn't really cut my eye. I was kind of shocked and I heard that too because maybe I wasn't paying attention to it. Maybe I was paying attention more to the actors and the humor. But for me, it went smooth. I didn't really see an issue. I didn't really think it was choppy. And Alejandro, how many stars do you give this film? Out of five? Yes. Um, four out of five. And why is that? Because, I mean, because of the casting. I was very disappointed because of, like, out of, of the cast. Well, that is definitely a very big problem, but do you think, aside from that, it was an entertaining film? Yes, I think it was. I think it was. I mean, like, taking apart all the jokes or all the funny scenes that they try to make funny, but it wasn't. I liked it. I, I gave it four out of five. And Maria, how many stars do you give it? Yes, me too. I have to give it four out of five, although there were some things I didn't like. Overall, it was a good movie, and I feel like kids and family will enjoy to watch this movie. So, yeah. Well, that's good, and like you just said, it's meant for kids, so what age range do you give it? Um, I give it ages between 6 and 13. Not really. I, I wouldn't really recommend this to teenagers because I kind of sometimes... I felt bored or I feel like it wasn't my type of genre. But as for kids and families, I feel like it'll be for them. Alejandro, how about you? I think from 6 to 14, but not more than 14. All right, so it sounds like it's in general, it's a good film for kids, maybe not for teens. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking to me about the brand new Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It was fun. No problem. Well, you heard from several re reviewers, and now you can definitely decide should you see the film. If you want to see the film, it is out now in theaters, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and this show is sponsored by Digimon Adventure Try Your Dream. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up 
Program Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Diary of the Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, with many of our critics. We got a pretty good sense of what the film is, is about, so hopefully you can go check it out. We're also going to be continuing the show talking about Cat in a Hat, knows a lot about camping, and also Digimon Adventures. Right now I'm here with Morgan and talk about the new romantic movie called Everything, Everything. Seems like an absolutely cute film, so uh, let's get right into it. So, Morgan... Tell us a bit about what the film is and um, what you think about it. So basically, Everything, Everything is based off of the number one New York Times bestseller book. And it's about this girl who is having a lot of difficulties in her life because she is sick. And so she's going through a lot of different things and she cannot go outside because her um, entire body system, her immune system, basically if she goes outside or tries to touch anybody or tries to go around in the environment out there, she will practically die because she can't uh, be able to do that. And so it's all about her, like, she finds this guy who she really likes named Ollie and she wants to have a connection, but at the same time of that happening, she can't really go and meet him. So she's, like, trying to find ways to break that so that way she can be able to meet him in person. And it's all about them trying to connect at the same time of her finding out things about her um, illness and so much more. Now, I've heard about this premise before in different romantic comedies. So what makes this different? Um, This one's really, I think that it's very touching. And I really like the way that they included all kinds of different aspects. Like, one of the things that uh, they really, like, mentioned a lot was Astronaut. Because Maddie, who uh, is the main character who is sick, she thinks that she's kind of like an astronaut. How she's stuck in the suit and she's floating in the middle of space. Mm -hmm. So, they had, like, a lot of different scenes when she was... um, thinking that she was with Ollie and they were, like, texting back and forth with each other, they would show you things when they were with each other. They would, like, pretend in their minds that they were with each other and the astronaut would always be in the background trying to eat or something, but he couldn't because he was in his spacesuit. And I think that was really funny. And also they had all kinds of different uh, designs and they had um, many different, different things. And that was really unique because most other romantic comedies or um, romances do not include that. Yeah, I'm a sucker for romantic comedies. Roman Holiday, 500 Days of Summer, you name it. I am just totally a sucker for it. But because of that, I notice a lot of the tropes and many of the cliches that can be seen in, in romantic comedies, which... Quite frankly, a lot of romantic comedies fall in the same hole. So what made, do the tropes very apparent in here? Or do you find that this film was so different that it just took you away from it and you just, you felt like you were seeing something new for the first time? Um, For me, it was actually pretty original and different, but I think like if you have seen previous films, you might find it like to be a little bit similar to some like i heard my parents say that they reminded them of bubble boy um something like that and i was like well i've never seen that so i guess it depends on your generation and age because like some people be like oh well that brings you to it will remind you of a film but if you're like 12 and you haven't seen anything like that you'll be like oh well that's actually pretty unique and it's different wonderful 
Now, again, with comedy, romantic comedies, you have to have great act, great actors to create some beautiful chemistry. So did you feel like the two actors, Amanda, uh, Amanda Stenberg and Nick Robinson, were perfectly put together? Oh, my gosh. They both were really well put together. They both really felt a connection between them, and you were just like, oh, my goodness. You could just see everything within their emotions, and you could just practically they were made for each other you were like this is so good and i really love the way that they were able to really show the factor of the romance that's going on and like how they had so many different struggles and everything was just so well put together and it was just such a connection you were like you could really feel it and you actually has surprise endings and it has everything that was just perfect and I also had a Q&A with the director and the writer, and they were fantastic to talk to as well. And that was really fun being able to talk to them and see their point of view on the story. Wonderful. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to be talk, continuing the show talking about Cat in the Hat, knows a lot about camping, and also Digimon. We're going to continue this interview with Morgan about everything, everything. Now, uh, Morgan, you mentioned that you got to talk to the... The, the director and cast. So I'm tell us a little about what you guys talked about and what kind of inside, behind the scenes that you got to, that you can share with us. Well, actually, one of the funny things that I actually got to learn was that um, the woman director who was fantastic, she did a magnificent job of, job of directing this. She said that they did not want to use like um, a lot of different colors. So they usually like stuck to pastels or white or black. And so she said that they, like, tried to make sure that it was really springish and, but, like, they said pink was an absolute no. And I was surprised. I was like, really? Because most strolls, you know, they either really like the color pink or they really like the color blue. So I was not expecting that. And I was like, that's something unique. That's really different. And I found that to be really intriguing as well. And they said the color was really symbolism. That's what the meaning of it was. And that was really something that you never really hear of. And that's really something that was intriguing to me. And at the same time, um, I actually learned that it was, it's very hard to find women directors. And so like when you get to um, find out a perspective of one of them, you're like, wow, that's just crazy. And it's really amazing and fantastic the way you're able to hear what they have to say. And they're so opinionated and they're really just trying to make sure that they can be able to to help other people and they want to make sure that they can be able to spread a message and help those and that's really great it's really perfect honestly definitely i feel like there's there's not enough female directors out there i mean Kath, some of the, i can only name a few like a handful of like notable female directors like Catherine bigelow jane campion who is another notable female director once said to deny women directors is to deny the feminine vision. Yes, I definitely agree. That's fantastic. But yeah, we need more women filmmakers because it's just different perspectives and we're storytellers. We're all filmmakers are storytellers and we're just here, we're here to tell stories. So tell us about, about the what else you liked about the film. Well, I really like the factor that Stella McGee, who is the person who was the director, uh, she really did bring out the book. 
And the book was written by Nicola Yoon, and she actually gave us some info, and she said that she had a really bad job at the time, and she did not like it, so she was writing at, like, 4 or 6 o'clock in the morning, and she was, uh, the inspiration for the story was really her daughter, because she was so worried that she was going to be, you know, eating dirt, and she was going to do outrageous stuff, and she wrote the book for a very long time three years to be exact, and she said that it was very difficult, but at the same time, she enjoyed the book, and she enjoyed being able to have so much done, and her husband actually did some of the illustrating in the book, because um, one of the pictures that she did was the, she had him draw a fish for her, and many different other characteristics, so some of the artistry in the book is done by her husband, which I thought was something really magnificent and unique as well. Interesting. Now, uh, what did you also think? Um, were there any other actors in this film that just really stood out to you? Um, I would have to say that I really did like all the actors in this film, but I really do like um, all the actors. But one of my absolute favorites was Anna Delar. Rodriga, who played Carla, I really liked her character. She was very unique, and she was strong and passionate, and you really could tell that she was wanting to help everybody, especially the person that she cared about the most. And also, the mother in this film for Maddie uh, Whitler did a fantastic job, and you were just like, wow, that's crazy. And you just wanted to see everything, and you were just like, Wow, it's just perfect the way that they were able to bring her into the storyline at the same time of being able to include everything there. Absolutely fascinating. Now, this sounds like a film that I would watch on my Friday night, so I'm definitely going to check it out after this interview. So, Morgan, how many stars should you give this, and what would you say is the age range? I would have to say that the age range for this would probably be around... I would say probably 10 to 18 would be good. I think that adults as well as kids will really enjoy it. And I think that 10-year-olds and up will really think that it's different and they will think that it's something unique. And they'll kind of be able to understand the struggles that Maddie Whitler is going through because she's also, she just turned 18, so she's having things going on in her life. And she feels like she's trapped. So you can understand some of her things that she's going through. And since she's 18, 18 year olds will be like, oh, well, I'm the same age as her. And they'll understand all the things that she's going through at the same time. And I would have to give this five out of five stars. I absolutely love this or astronauts, as a matter of fact. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. This film is out in theaters now. So please go check it out. I, I'm, I, I promise you that it will provide you everything, everything that you love in romantic comedies. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Digimon Trio Reunion. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry Orris, and you're listening to kids first come attractions we are just talking about the film everything everything and now we are going to be talking about the film Ken in the Hack knows a lot about camping, and we're going to be talking with morgan who is 12 and lives in la now alejandra who is 15 and lives in miami so morgan how are you doing today I'm doing terrific. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. So, Alejandra, can you tell us what you thought about this film? Well, I thought it was very cute. I remember when I was little that I would watch Cut in the Hat episodes, and it was very nostalgic when I started watching it. And, Morgan, uh, compared to other Cut in the Hat movies and shows and even books, how does it rank up? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? Do you think it's about on the same field? I would have to say that it's um, about on the same field because they all are absolutely adorable and you all learn something new from the cat in the hat and you always like get a little message and Dr. Seuss always brings out the fun so you always like to have something there so it's like actually perfect and it really rates just around the same about average cat in the hat movies so you're just always happy to see them. Well, that's good to hear. And Alejandra, what would you say is your favorite character in Cat in the Hat series? Because they generally, of course, they change each time, but they generally have like the typical uh, host of characters. Well, I think my favorite character is Nick, the the boy. And why is that? Well, I don't know. It's because he's, I mean... What he says and how he like contributes to okay, because like every episode of Cat in the Hat it has its own little message, and I think Nick he always does his best to understand it and asks kind of the hat questions. So I think I think he's more in, in, engaging with him. I see, and Nick is played by Jacob Evonik. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, Jacob, and Sally. The other character is played by Alexa Torrington. So, Morgan, what do you think of the voiceover work? Because this is an animated film. Well, let's not forget the one and only Martin Short who plays the cat in the hat. And he's absolutely terrific. I absolutely love him. I actually got to meet him once, and he still has an absolute perfect uh, 
personality for this character and you meet him and you're just like oh my gosh you can totally see the cat in the hat in him because he's very fun and outgoing and he really shows that through his character and nick and sally they're just adorable and it's actually surprising that they've been able to keep their voices at the same range because they've been doing it for quite a long time so in order to keep your voice at that kind of range to keep it at the little kid voice when you're going through all kinds of different things and you're growing up that's pretty difficult to do and i'm surprised that they've been able to keep it at for so long so you're just like i want to applaud them for that i definitely agree that it takes a lot of talent especially just in general to show emotion through animation but to have that talent of being a much younger person is definitely very tricky to do so alejandra can you tell us kind of the general plot of the film <laughs> well the general plot of the episodes is that um Nick, Sally, and Chris and Cam they all go candy. And in this trip they all learn um new objects, how to how to take care of nature without like having fun in camping but not like damaging nature or the trees or or that sort of thing. And they, they basically learn how to have fun without not doing damage at all. Well, that is definitely something very important that everybody yeah. should learn. So, Morgan, how many stars do you give the film and why? Well, I would have to actually, I want to add on to what she said. Um, it's also about the fishes reunion and them trying to get him there just in time. And he's like, I think that's really cute and really fun as well because most people do have family reunions and they're always trying to get together with family. So it teaches you about that as well. And I would have to say that I would give this five out of five or, yeah, five out of five Cat and Hat stars, definitely, or Fish Reunions. And I really think that it's absolutely adorable. And Alejandra, do you agree, disagree? Yes, I totally agree with her. I totally agree with what Morgan said. And so this seems like it's more meant for kids because it's more educational. It's a little <clears throat> more bright and colorful and a little more simpler. So Alejandra, what age range do you give it? Um, I give the age range from like from two to six. So you think it's really meant for only younger kids and older people yes. wouldn't enjoy as much? Yes, I, I think that because of the lessons or the plot each episode has like the episode it teaches it teaches you vocabulary or basic basic um messages that you can grow up with so i think it's it's um or originated to children i see and morgan what do you think do you agree disagree um i would have to say that i do think that it is definitely for kids and i think that older kids will think that it is a little like They'll be like, oh, well, this is adorable, but I think that the age range is definitely 4 to 12. We'll enjoy the DVD and learn a lot about camping and friendship and family reunions while watching this adventure. It's very catchy, inquisitive, and perfect for summer if you're looking for something to do while on vacation. And this can give you some wonderful ideas to do something with your family. And I think that that's perfect. And I think that they'll really enjoy it as well. Well, that is fantastic. And for our viewers, if you would like to check out this DVD, it is now available. So definitely check it out. Morgan, Alejandra, thank you so much for talking to me about Cat in the Hat knows a lot about camping. Thank you for You're having welcome. me. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're listening to Kids First Cover Attractions, and right now we're going to switch from talking about Canada Hack Knows a Lot About Camping to Digimon Adventure Try Reunion, and we're going to be talking to Benjamin, who is 10 and lives in D.C., so, Benjamin, what did you think about the film? 
Um, I enjoyed it. I am not very familiar with the world of Digimon, digital monsters, but something about it felt very welcoming to me, and just sort of the tone it had made you feel like you already knew these characters, and I thought these characters were pretty likable, and it felt realistic to a degree, their relationships, and um, I also thought the Digimon were very um, well designed, and I thought the battles were very cool. Well, that is good to hear. And what did you think of the animation? Because this is an anime-style animation. I just, I found it refreshing that it had such a bright color palette. And the, just everything around the characters was just very colorful. And um, I definitely thought the Digimon were had, a, like, their original forms are sort of kind of tiny and adorable. And then they evolve into, like, these just giant monsters and i thought that they still looked much cooler than the original forms but still sort of echoed this i wouldn't say echoed but had traits that the original forms did very interesting can you tell us the story of the film so the story basically follows ty um who's one of the digi destined and the rest of his friends who are digi-destined many years have passed and they are now in high school and one day ty encounters a strange digimon that jeopardizes the public reputation of um the other digimon he is then reunited with his friends and the digimon he has known and they must they put aside their differences as the danger lurks with this new mysterious Digimon and they have to um, figure out how to get around it and overcome the obstacle. So it sounds like this is almost an epilogue sort of the original Digimon series. So do you think people need to either be a fan or just understand the plot of Digimon so they can enjoy this film properly? I think it'd help if you'd see the series, but I have not seen it. I have heard of the basic concept, but I had never seen it. And there are some plot points that are kind of hard to understand if you haven't. And I felt that sort of the characters and just the little bits you get of the story, I think, are enough to fill in the gaps of the bits you don't. Well, that is good to hear, but in general, if somebody understands the plot or, under, or is a fan, they enjoy it much more. Yes. Well, that is definitely understandable. How many stars do you give this film and why? Um, I'm going to give it three and a half. I thought it was good for what it was, but um, I was, I'm not familiar with it, too, so it was a bit confusing um, at times, and... I also felt just it ended really abruptly. Like, there was this huge epic battle, and then there's about one minute of, like, there's one sort of, not to spoil anything, there's this one little tiny reveal, and then I just thought it sort of ended at a really weird point. Hmm, that is interesting. There are sequels to the film, so that may explain why they ed edited it differently. But still, that is disappointing to see, especially good films, that they end so weirdly like that. And very quickly, what would you say the age range of the film is, is and why? 
I'm going to say like 5 to 14. I feel it's there's nothing really wrong with it. The, another good thing is the Digimon aren't actually that scary, and neither is the sort of antagonistic Digimon. I think that it's would be better understood by just some older children, but also if you're a fan of the series, I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me about Digimon Adventures Charlie Reunion. Thank you for having me. No problem. For our viewers, if you'd like to check out this film, it is now available now, so definitely check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Don't forget to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic like us, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Don't forget to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Digimon Adventures Tri Reunion. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.